If you like D&D, Audrey Hepburn, Fangoria, Harry Houdini, and Croquet, you can't swim, you can't dance, and you don't know karate, you might love My Chemical Romance. Whoa. That was so good. Hey, welcome to Thanks for the Venom, which is the scavenger scramble version of Thanks for the Lyrics, your podcast about Fallout Boy lyrics. But we don't, you know, we're not big Fallout Boy listeners on this group chat. Hi, I'm Max. I'm Cassie. Um, don't speak for me. And that's Beth, who you just heard, who is a Fallout Boy um, fan. But Beth the- has two hands. Hey, Beth, are you going to uh, the Hell Omega tour this summer? No, I, I have not gone to a concert in tragically long which sucks because all my favorite bands from the early 2000s have suddenly decided to get it together they have yes not only fallout boy but also my chemical Chemical Romance. romance and the format I want to shout out the format as well. I'm so... Anyway. That's okay. <laughs> they also, just Co- tour and I'm so sad. <laughs> Cohen and Cambria is also touring. Shit, man. Yeah. And Green Day. Billy Joe. And Green Day. Green Day yeah. just came out with a new album. And right? Weezer. Uh, what year is it? <laughs> we're actually going to be going to the Hello Mega Tour in July. And, and the My Chem Reunion Tour in October, which is the best month. I think I'm going to probably Chemical go Romance. to more shows in the year 2020 than I've ever been to in a single year yeah. and all of them will be bands from when I was a teen yes <laughs> or well all of them will be bands from when I was an adult yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we're really excited when we don't have any idea how our friend, our good friend Jenny got us my Chemical Romance she tickets did it. She, she somehow was, did it there was I was literally okay I was at school Without cell phone service. I was and, at a conference in a in a food building. And Ticketmaster was like, hey, I know you have an account, but uh, we would like to give you a, a verification text. And I don't have service. I was freaking out, but Jenny got us. Uh, she got oh, us. Oh, man. Yeah, she was, in, she was in line. But okay, so we're going to, in this like switcheroo, we're going to talk about my Chemical Romance lyrics. Yep. And this first episode, we're actually not going to dive right into the lyrics because we want to give you some background about the lyrics and yes this is going to be heavily uh, um, occupied by yours truly Cassie <laughs> well that's fine that's what they're here for right? sorry Beth, our sorry Max. but like uh, this is my absolutely like absolute fam- favorite band in the world um, they became my favorite band when I was 18 actually uh, because that was t- 2005 uh, and it always makes me really pissed off when people are like when you, you mention My Chemical Romance and they're like well, I don't think this is a thing anymore but before the no, reunion everybody has gotten their before head before right. the reunion uh, everybody was like oh yeah that reminds me of middle school or oh yeah <laughs> back in my teenage angst days and it's like fuck off like are That's you ins- are you well this is also kind of insinuating that adults never feel emotion and that it's only something that's associated with your bad teenage years. That's just so unrealistic. You're going to experience, I mean, sorry to, to like burst your bubble, but you're probably going to experience <laughs> way more death as an adult than you do as a teen. True. So, <laughs> so you better like. I was just like, telling someone that I wasn't an angsty teenager and they were like, how did that happen? And I was like, oh, well, I got it all in my early 20s. That's that's when that happened. Yeah. That's yeah. the bug bit. Like, that's when I was dealing with my own personal trauma while, while I was an adult because I couldn't process it as a teen. So, yes, some adults actually do love My Chemical Romance. And now that they're, reuni- they're uh, reuniting, like everybody's like coming to terms with the fact that they actually have always loved My Chemical Romance and they just suppressed their love for many years. <laughs> but anyway, and now it's like impossible to get tickets to see them because the entire world wants to see them so haha <laughs> fuck y'all 
<laughs> you actually do love My Chemical Romance. Coming in strong. How'd you come up with that list of bands that you started the episode with? Oh, so there's a, uh, there's a autobiography video that uh, all fans of My Chemical Romance have to see. Like, you have no excuse. Go watch it right now. It's called Life on the Murder Scene. It, it's kind of funny because it, it was made in their revenge days before Black Parade came out. So they, they made an autobiography of themselves early into their careers, which yeah. is funny. <laughs> because, After their second album. But it actually is really good. It, you get to like know the band members really well and learn about like all their influences and inspirations and their quirks and loves in life. And they're pretty much just normal geeks that you would probably want to be best friends with. So, Beth, how much uh, My Chemical Romance have you listened to? Well, when I was 14, uh, I got the Block Parade for Christmas. Me too! Except I was <laughs> I was eight, eight, 18, I think. And that was like, that quickly became like my favorite. There were months where I like didn't listen to anything else. And that was like my first exposure to it. And then I kind of listened to, a li- I've been listening to more recently, especially since their like comeback. But really the Black Parade was like, it was like my first emo record that I connected to on like a very deep level. So that's that's where I started and then I kind of fell off a little bit because they I don't know, they came out with like two more albums or one more album and then they broke up. I mean, I've listened to all the like hits, but like the Black Parade is like burned on my brain. Mhm. Yeah. So that's that's really where I'm coming from is I like them a lot. I'm not as like knowledgeable of them as I am like say Fallout Boy. Mhm. But still part of the both yes. are part of that holy emo trinity. Well, yeah, I actually had a similar experience in that Black Parade was my first uh, real deep dive into My Chemical Romance. I I had their Revenge album when that came out, but um, I was still like coming to terms with becoming an emo. Um, it was... <laughs> you hadn't yet accepted the crown. I, I, I had just gotten really into Green Days American Idiot. Okay. And that was like as hardcore as I had gone. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of afraid of the Revenge album. <laughs> even though even though it was like a guilty pleasure. And I was like... I just felt like I was turning into like Darth Vader or something. <laughs> like, Sure. <laughs> Darth Vader very emo. Where it was scary experience, but it was also very good. <laughs> Yes, I can. Now I just got a spontaneous image, like intrusive thought in my head of uh, Hayden Christensen, <laughs> except he's got a red streak in his hair, and yeah. it's like the the long oh, hair yeah. from the end of Revenge of the Sith, and it's him it photoshopped over Gerard Way in that. You don't, you can't swim, Harry Houdini, all that stuff. Yeah, listen, no. When did Revenge of the Sith came out? Like two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, I guarantee. <laughs> he's like sitting there talking with Padme about how much he hates sand and his dad doesn't get him and yeah then Revenge of the Sith my, my chemical, chemical romance. romance yeah Google's gonna have something here and then <laughs> and then there's uh Darth Sidious over here with uh heavy eyeliner and like drip you know what I'm saying like uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. I'm picturing Palpatine in full emo makeup yeah so Max when did you get into my chemical romance um I was a self-hating emo for a very long time in middle school, people made fun of me because I was very emotional and depressed a lot. And uh, because of that, I sort of I sort of moved away. I didn't want to get into those groups and bands. You wanted to get away from that image? Yeah. And But then in high school, a friend of mine played Teenagers and, Black Par- and Welcome to the Black Parade, the songs, mm-hmm. and I loved them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then in college, another friend of mine showed me some track. I still wasn't like I wasn't calling myself a My Chemical Romance fan. Mm-hmm. I was still like, they're not great. There's just some dumb emo band. But I really like that song, The Black Parade. <laughs> so like I was an egg. I was coming out of my shell. And the friend of mine showed me some tracks from Danger Days, which is the album that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. But if you don't if you're like trying to stop yourself from liking MCR and you still like kind of poppy music, then Danger Days is a really great mm-hmm. way in because Danger Days is so much more poppy. It's not really yeah. I don't feel I don't get emo vibes from Danger Days like mm-hmm. even a little bit. Maybe maybe some of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um but that's how it I got me in and then Cassie then I met Cassie and it became <laughs> like not optional to like my chemical romance. Well I lent you the Danger Days album, yeah, right? You did. And you listened to it on a drive home yeah. from Indianapolis uh-huh. and I remember you Text me and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> what the heck? I didn't know. <laughs> and Max to this day is still a Danger Days over I everything like, else fan. Well, I no, think, I right? think Black Parade is like their best, probably for, in my. Opinion. I like Danger Days, but I, I do, do love but Danger I'm, Days. Like, but there's I'm also like, pop music trash. There are so. some really excellent tracks on Danger Days that people don't that I don't see talking that I I don't see a lot of discourse in the MCR internet mm-hmm. about some of the tracks that I love on Danger mm-hmm. Days. Well, here's the thing about the band. They evolve. They do not sure. keep doing the same stuff that everybody wants them to keep doing, um, which was really hard for a lot of us to handle when they did Danger Days. It was sure. difficult. Uh, instead of hearing minor chord, we were hearing major chord. Is that how you say it? Key. Key. Instead of hearing, <laughs> I don't know music. <laughs> instead of uh, hearing minor key, we were, he- or sorry, instead of hearing. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Instead of hearing minor key, we were hearing major key. Yeah. And that was a really difficult thing to deal with. <laughs> and it wasn't songs about like, you know, dying of cancer. The death of and- your mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was still kind of horrific. It was just a lot more poppy um, and Can I cyberpunk. Say this, it, I was just about to say that. They were like really on that cyberpunk frontier before yeah. it was cool. And then yeah. we also got post Danger Days. There was the release of an the album that was created pre Danger Days. So this is kind of like a Beatles situation where they recorded. It's basically they recorded though, right? They recorded it's- Let It Be before Abbey Road, but they released Abbey Road before they released Let yeah. It Be. Um, mm-hmm. They recorded Conventional Weapons before Danger Days, but they released Conventional Weapons as kind of like uh, two singles at a time or EPs after <laughs> Danger Days. And mm-hmm. it was kind of their in-between Black Parade to Danger Days. They were still heavy punk, but you could tell that a lot of the the hard, raw emotion from Black Parade and Revenge and Bullets was starting to wean away. Yeah. And they even had like, you can you can tell from some of the tracks in Conventional Weapons that mm-hmm. these would become tracks on Danger yes, Days. Yes, they actually recycled some of the, the lyrics uh, from Conventional Weapons for Danger Days. But the thing is, and, and you know, as hard as it was for a lot of us to... I mean, I still really enjoyed Danger Days and I saw them twice during the Danger Days tour. As hard as it was to deal with a change in their kind of musical genre, this is who they are. They don't want to do the same thing all the time. And they've been very vocal about that. And their lives have improved greatly since Bullets. They're in ha- they have happy families. Their mental health uh, has taken a turn for the upwards. And, you know, they don't want to sing about such depressing things anymore. Although... We are kind of expecting a new album. I'm fully, I know it is happening in my heart and bones. It's, it's with great suspicion that we anticipate an upcoming, I don't know if we would call it, yeah, MCR5. It, and if you haven't seen it yet, go to their their YouTube page and they've got like a... They've got a whole new aesthetic. They, they have a, it's a new font, yeah. it's very new Wicca. iconography, yeah. Um, yeah, lots of like uh, graveyard, like 
angels. It's not yes. like edgy death. It's not like um, three cheers. Beautiful had- death. It's very yes. gothic. Exactly. Yes. It's death positive. I yeah. would say. Um, and if you don't know death positive, you should watch Caitlin Doty on YouTube. Ask, Ask mortician, mortician or read her books. Smoke gets in Smoke your eyes. Smoke goes in your eyes from here to eternity, and will cats eat my eyeballs? <laughs> Which I still want to read. <laughs> But um, and some of you may or may not know that uh, Gerard Way's uh, wife, Lindsay Way, who is the bassist of Mindless Self Indulgence, uh, she is Wiccan, and I'm sure I think I'm pretty sure Gerard Way grew up in like a Catholic culture household, maybe not practicing. But oh man, I'm pretty no one sure. loves death more than Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's he's got Italian heritage, and uh, forget about it. <laughs> but God. yes, I think he's definitely leaned towards the Wiccan lifestyle and spirituality he's just our, our holy emo wiccan grandfather now <laughs> swamp dad yeah but yes influences for my chemical romance include everything i said in the very beginning so black flag iron maiden misfits and that's a he- like you can definitely see the imagery in the new stuff yeah uh sure. with the skeleton masks morrissey and the smiths ink and dagger the smashing pumpkins queen david bowie the beatles doo-wop and 1960s pop music and if you watch uh, life on the murder scene they talk about how they're really into costumes. I mean, if if you know anything about their music videos, mm-hmm. they always have costumes. And they are always designed, usually, by Gerard Way himself. Because, as you may or may not know, but you should know, he is a comic book artist and writer and and heavily decorated actually he, he he created the one of the characters that would go on to be used in the film into the spider-verse yeah that's the, one of the penny parker is his original yes, creation yes mm-hmm. um and he also wrote the series the umbrella academy which is now a netflix uh series uh he wrote uh, the fabulous life of wait the fabulous true lives true of the li- fabulous killjoys thank you yeah, <laughs> um and he's done a few other uh series as well like doom patrol um shit yeah he's on doom patrol yeah. that's like a big deal mm-hmm. in the comics world yeah uh so very very influenced the costumes by horror movies they're very into horror movies comic books they inter- they involve theatrics into their storylines. <laughs> Every album has like a story arc, usually, so that maybe minus conventional weapons. So like for. Uh, uh, revenge it was about two lovers and murder for Black Parade it was about a patient a cancer patient who realizes he hasn't done everything he wants to in his life and he's not ready to die for Danger Days it's post-apocalyptic kind of corporate vampire world taking over everybody's lives and they have to fight back with muscle cars and cool motorcycle helmets yeah so and again all of it is really designed by Gerard Way he's kind of like the god of art. He's a renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, he does everything. So what should folks expect from... We're getting close to the end of this episode. Right. What should folks expect from Thanks for the Venom for these next few episodes we're doing? So we're going to focus on lyrics from um, various songs. We're not going to get to every song, of course, because this is a limited series. I think we're only doing four more. Yeah, so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll pick like our top four or so the lyrics you can expect them to be very fictional fiction based so um gerard way and michael he likes Columbus. rock operas they're kind of like that yeah. well, yes but in terms of like the the lyrics he's he's been quoted saying something to the effect of like we use a lot of fiction in our writing um and sometimes fiction is more truth than reality mm-hmm. um something of, to that effect uh so a lot of it is very fiction based in horror comics um he uses metaphors for to re- describe real life things so you're not gonna hear like the usual emo stuff like this girl doesn't love me and fuck her and women suck her, her boyfriend's a crap. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
You're gonna hear about you're gonna stuff. hear stuff like drive the stake through my heart and like mm. very like vampires, spooky things, health stuff. I'm trying to pull the lyrics from Thanks for the Venom right now. Like that's what's going through my brain. Oh god damn it, I have Fallout Boys. Is this what you bargain for yet? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I will not Sorry, hear Beth. this slander. Sorry, um, that was oh. the first album I ever owned. <laughs> Sorry, I had that album too. I love that song. It's just really funny to make fun of it now. Um, Patrick Stump's Patrick Stump's diction is uh, is should be made fun of. <laughs> yes, whenever we whenever we play that song with our friends, we like over exaggerate. Yeah. yeah, all together in unison. Um <laughs> So you're gonna hear you're gonna hear stuff like uh, gaze into her killing jar. I'd sometimes stare for hours. She even poked the hole so I could breathe. Yeah. So like very visual, like abstract mm, stuff. Mm. Where it's like, what does this mean? And and that's why a lot of my Chemical Romance fans have different meanings to different albums and different songs. Drugs, give me drugs, give me drugs. I don't need it, but I'll sell what you got. Take the cash and I'll keep it. Eight legs to the wall. Hit the gas and we crawl and we crawl and we crawl. You be my death. I think you got some of that wrong, yeah, actually. I but <laughs> yeah, but anyway. I do like that eight legs to the wall bit. That's my favorite. Eight legs to the wall. Hit the gas, kill them all, I think hit it is. Hit the gas, kill them all. Okay. I think it is. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't listened to Danger Days as much as I have Black Parade. Well, that's what's coming up for you. <sighs> yeah. And we're very happy to be here with you and, and guiding you through this world. Yeah. Are you excited, Beth? I'm very excited. Good. I'm going to... It's my mission. I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but it's my mission to make you more of a My Chemical Romance fan than Fall Out oh, Boy. Oh, <laughs> did you know that was coming? <laughs> I will say that Black Parade means more to me than... No. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even finish the sentence. Fully ado is really important to me, which is a very uh, unpopular opinion. Okay, that's fine. But but fully ado and the Black Parade are probably neck and neck for uh, songs I cried to when I was fifteen. Okay, so let's okay. Uh, let's see, we'll see. Well, okay. I'm glad to be reliving this with you, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. And I'm not reliving it; it's just she's been my never life. stopped. This is just her. Yeah, life. this is just living for yeah. Cassie. Yeah. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> Ding. Boom. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, right. bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.